Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Kevin Lovegreen. Kevin is an author who has visited countless schools to talk to kids about how to bring a book to life. He has a passion for reading, writing, and the outdoors. And that passion is evident in his Lucky Luke hunting and fishing adventure books. At KevinLoveGreen.com, you can find the entire Lucky Luke series and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount. Now, on to the shout-outs. First up is Austin and Tatum, two beach ninjas from Bermuda. Austin has shared with us an art gallery of drawings. Those drawings are fantastic, Austin, and thank you for sharing. And we have Sean, Declan, and Connor, who are actually the three different heads of a three-headed dragon. Thanks for reaching out, guys, and I'm glad you enjoy the show. And Princess Clementine, who looks down upon her kingdom of Ballard, Washington, from her throne in a hot air balloon, floating along about a thousand feet up in the air. I'm glad you enjoy the stories, Princess. Next, we have Leo and Murphy, who I hear are best friends with Steve the Goblin King, and regularly get together with him to play tag. Thanks for listening, you two, and good luck outrunning Steve. He's a quick one. And Arlo and Gus, who were swallowed by a whale one day while out fishing, and write to us from the belly of that whale. Arlo and Gus, thanks for listening, and good luck in that whale. And Caroline, a walking, talking jelly bean from Midlothian, Virginia, has drawn an awesome picture of Dropkick Kitty Cat in training. That picture is a must-see up on the website. Thank you for that, Caroline. Today's episode is titled Stella's Journey, Part 7. Ever since the kids got to Sprinkleton, they had been helping set up for the yearly Sprinkle Festival. They distributed all the stolen sprinkles to their rightful owners, Then they joined the townspeople in building the food stalls and setting up the tables. There was a lot of work to be done, and this was expected to be the biggest sprinkle festival yet. The main streets of the town were now lined with booths and tables where people sold all kinds of things. One booth was Sprinkle Baby's Sprinkle Bottles that sold bottles full of sprinkles that had flavors of things kids loved, like chocolate and cotton candy, but they were really all made from spinach and kale. One booth was called Barbecue Blasters, where they had barbecue-themed flavors like pulled pork and spicy chili. But instead of just eating them, they filled a little sprinkle cannon with your chosen flavor and blasted it into your mouth. Another table was called Sprinkle Jam, where all these different jams were chock-full of sprinkles, and you bought toast and then slathered it with your favorite sprinkle jam. There was strawberry jam with vanilla ice cream sprinkles and vanilla jam with chocolate brownie sprinkles. There were sprinkle-related games, carnival rides, and contests. It was pretty awesome. Eleanor and Gordon were walking down Main Street together, checking it all out and trying some sprinkles that people offered them. The residents of the town of Sprinkleton all knew Eleanor and Gordon and the rest of the crew by now, and someone approached Eleanor and Gordon and said, Oh yeah, you two. It, um, it looks like we need help setting up one more booth, down that way, at the end of Main Street. Sure thing, said Eleanor. We're on it. The two walked to the end of Main Street to find the rest of the crew there waiting. Stella, Clover, Jude, Elliot, and Emmett. There was also a little crowd of residents there, too, trying to look inconspicuous. Hey, guys, said Gordon. Is there one more booth to work on? I'm not sure, said Stella. We were all asked to meet up here for different reasons, and now it looks like there's no one here to give us any direction. Sorry I'm late, 
said Mayor Harper as she emerged from the crowd. The residents of Sprinkleton and myself want to say thank you for all of your help. Without you returning the sprinkles and helping with all the last-minute setup, this festival would never have happened. The crew now noticed that the crowd of Sprinkleton residents around them had grown. They were entirely surrounded now by a very large group of people all watching the mayor's announcement. Mayor Harper continued. And so we've agreed to gift you your very own Sprinkleton Festival booth. Feel free to theme it however you like, and you can use any sprinkles you find in storage and anything else you need from the kitchen in town hall. Thank you so much. With this announcement, Mayor Harper lifted a hand and gestured to a nearby empty booth. The crowd of townspeople cheered, and Stella and her crew were genuinely surprised. They began checking out the booth and coming up with ideas for the sprinkle theme they would use. Stella approached Mayor Harper. This is incredible. Thank you so much. It wasn't even my idea, said Harper. The rest of the townspeople really felt the need to show their appreciation. Well, it's amazing, as if this journey wasn't memorable enough, said Stella. I do need to ask for a simple favor, though. Anything, said Mayor Harper. Well, if we intend to return all the things the pirates stole, then I think we're going to need to paint the boat, said Stella, and maybe get a better flag. Of course, said Mayor Harper. Can't go floating off looking like pirates everywhere you go. While Stella and Harper picked out paints for the boat, the rest of the crew went to work figuring out what their booth would be offering up during the festival. Later that day, the crew and the townspeople were all eating together at a big potluck dinner. The crew was excited to know the new color of their ship, and Stella was excited to know all about their new sprinkle booth. Okay, well, there were lots of colors to choose from began Stella, but eventually I decided to paint the boat in such a way that it could not possibly be mistaken for a pirate ship. We put on a few coats of bright white paint and then added big purple polka dots. The crew thought this was the best possible paint job for their ship. And what about you guys? asked Stella. How did the sprinkle booth end up? Well, said Clover, the idea was mostly Emmett's, so Emmett? Do you want to tell Stella what we decided? Emmett piped up. Well, I'm excited to announce the name of our very first sprinkle booth is Sprinkle Splosion. We will be offering up an incredible selection of sprinkle bombs made by rolling different ingredients together to create a round, layered dessert. For example, our flagship mixture will be a spoonful of peanut butter rolled in vanilla sprinkles, dipped in chocolate, rolled in powdered sugar, rolled in cereal, dipped in chocolate, rolled in peanut butter sprinkles, rolled in toasted oatmeal, dipped in white chocolate, and triple rolled in a mixture of chocolate and double chocolate sprinkles. Whoa, said Stella. That's intense. I can't wait to try one. For the rest of the meal, the crew took turns, coming up with wild flavor combinations that they could offer during tomorrow's festival. Everyone had a great time at the festival. The sprinkle splosion booth ended up being one of the most popular. By the end of the festival, everyone was exhausted from making so many sprinkle bombs, and they were also pretty full from trying all the other sprinkle things. The crew agreed that the days of this festival were some of the best of their lives. But nothing gold can stay, 
and eventually it was time for the crew to depart. They had packed the ship with supplies and were saying goodbye to a large group of Sparkleton residents near the dock. The crew was hugging new friends they'd made, promising to write or one day return to visit. Well, Captain Stella, said Mayor Harper, where to next? Stella paused, a little taken at being called Captain. Um, well, after reviewing all the stolen stuff down in the hold, I think our next stop is someplace called Golden to return a bunch of stolen gemstones. Then there's a place called Burrow, where we need to return these weird carrots. And then a place called The Valley, where a bunch of technology appears to have been stolen from a town called Power Up, I think. And after that, I don't know, we'll see. Well, it's good to have a plan, said Mayor Harper. Thank you again, and good luck to you. Stella and her crew returned to their ship a few pounds heavier and ready for adventure. Actually, they were ready for a nap, but after the nap, definitely adventure. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. As usual, I am needing to offer some corrections from the shoutouts. Austin and Tatum need no correction. They really are beach ninjas who live in Bermuda. Sean, Declan, and Connor are human children, not a three-headed dragon. Clementine does live in Ballard, Washington, but spends most of her time on the ground and not in a hot air balloon. I don't think Leo and Murphy actually hang out with Steve the Goblin King since he's a fictional character. Arlo and Gus, as it turns out, live in Vancouver and not the belly of a whale. And Caroline does live in Midlothian, Virginia, but is a human girl and not an actual jelly bean. Which makes sense because if there was a jelly bean walking around, I think I would have heard about it by now. And now for a few quick awesome shoutouts on the back end. Kayla from New Zealand sent us an awesome picture she created and framed. Great work, Kayla. You're awesome. Owen Chow from Whitehorse Canada shared an awesome gloop drawing. Great work, Owen. You're awesome. Millie and Oscar enjoy the show, and Millie has shared a ton of drawings. Great work, Millie. You and Oscar are awesome. Adios.